But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry. And Big Bry. What's going on, big fella? Uh, hey, everybody, welcome in to another show of illegal ham to the face. I am that fat guy, and I am always here with Big Bri. What's going on, big fella? Yeah, not much. How you doing? I'm doing good, bud. It's been a good week. Uh, you know, we get rained out at the golf course. We got like 16 inches of rain in a matter of like five days. You know how that works. Nice and green. Yep, makes it nice and green and moist. One of the favorite words that we like to say. Really? Well, I, I saw the shiver. Hey, uh, hey, Brian, what's a six-letter word that gets me excited? Hot dog. There it is. All right, here <laughs> we go. Now we're starting to show off. Jake has been running that with me. I'm like, go ahead, say those six-letter words. He goes, hot dog? I'm like, no. He goes, burger. I'm like, no. He goes, cookie. I'm like, wow, you are coming up with a whole bunch of different Pizzas. words now. Um, and for the, the behind the scenes joke is we would always get an option day. Our boss would give us an option day if we would get rained out. And he goes, well, I'm giving you the option. So six letter word gets me happy is uh, option day. But, you know, we came up with a whole bunch of fun <laughs> words after this one day. So um, I think even think bagels came in there at one point in time with that one. Sure. Bagels, sure. donuts, bagel. donuts came in on that one, too. It was, yeah, we got a whole bunch. We even started thinking of weird ones like turkey. <laughs> All right, so welcome into the show. Today we are going to be talking some Cleveland Browns. We are going to be talking some uh, preseason game. One, we are talking, uh, oh, taco is not a six-letter word, Justin. That's a good try. Uh, he, he did send me something. I'll send it to you later, Brian. That got me very excited. And then I realized it was a taco, and then it's just we have an argument on our hands of what's a taco and what's not. But um, and then Jose is back. Uh, Jose came. Oh into work today. yeah, no way. Came into work today. Now he's not. I don't know if he's back to work yet or not. Uh, but come on, in. tell him to come on Saturday. But hear that, Jose? Brian will be there Saturday. Come on in on Saturday. So uh, Jose came in today and said, Jerry. I cannot find you guys anywhere on Facebook. I said, Jose, all you got to type in is illegal ham to the face and you'll find it. He goes, I don't know how to work that. I'm like, I'll take care of it. So I got him. Send him the link. Up. Nice. I, I is he going to join the show? He hasn't been watching because he can't get find us on Facebook. So send him the, Have him join in? I, well, I'll send him. I'll send him Story time with Jose? Oh, my God. <laughs> we might have to plan for that. I don't know if that's a spur of the moment type of thing. I don't think that's that's like a planned show for like an extended period of time. That's like uh, um, Eric. I do not know. I have texted her. I hope she is okay. Um, I 
not 100% sure, so we will find out here later. I hope she's okay and hope she will uh, text back. Um, she might still be sleeping. Who knows? Um, but we'll find out later. Uh, hopefully she'll be here with us next week because we got an announcement about our fantasy football. But as I was getting back to it, Jose's back, Brian. He's going to be watching us. He'll come in Saturday take a look at you. Sweet. Um, we're going to bring up – we're going to talk about some backup quarterbacks. Brian, I hate to do it, but we got to talk about our kicker, bud. We have got to talk about our kicker. Uh, and I'm, I'm about half tempted to just get me Dicker the kicker and we'll figure something else out because this is getting crazy. Uh, the Browns are also in Philly right now for uh, training camp practice. Uh, from a lot of things that I've heard, a few players have stood out, which Brian and I will get into. Fat Boy Tuesday, guess what, guys? We are talking this list right here as soon as I find it again. This list right here. And we're going to do a rank them on it. And also, the person that brought this out said, pick two out of this list for the only two that you can have. And that's a, that's a tough one because we, we, love, tough. we love our uh, – we definitely love our fried potatoes. So we'll get into that. Also, Brian, boom, take a look at this. I got a new present for you. Boom, Geno's. More than just Italian. Join oh, wow. August 28th at 7 p.m. Or 29th at 7 p.m. It is in Strongsville. You can catch us here on Twitter. Also, YouTube and Facebook if you guys want to check out the food. Uh, they're very excited for us to come, Bri. And I cannot wait because it is not just Italian food. They have some Americana food. There's burgers there. There's pizzas, Bri. There's ribs. There's Italian beef sandwiches. There's subs. So you're going to have your pick of what you want to get when you're there. So be ready. Yeah, I've never been there, so I'm excited. All right. Now, Brian, we always start our show out with some – oh, and also the top three today is Happy Tunes. We uh, Brian and I are getting some Happy Tunes in. It's one of those tunes that no matter what happens, get you happy as soon as you hear that song start playing. You start to giggle and sing along or just start jamming out to it or however it is. So – Happy tunes. So, Bri, we got top three for that. Um, mm -hmm. Also, got to thank Harold Keel for Lake Erie APA for being our sponsor. Um, as of right now, we do have one spot open for fantasy. Um, we will find out Friday. Now, Bri, you and I have decided that the 30th, August 30th, is when we are doing our draft. Correct? Wednesday. Is that a Wednesday? That is a Wednesday, all right? Yep. And the list of names that we have so far, you got the Fat Man, you got Big Bri, you got Sherry. You got Joe Bear is back in. Uh, Chris, Sweet. brother from another mother. Yep. Big Boy Phillips is in. Craig Foster is in. Lauren is in. Justin is in. Nick Wallace is in. Mark Roder is in. The Big Man from the Lyman or not the Lyman Lounge, the Cheap Seas Pod is in. Mm -hmm. And Harold is in from Lake Erie APA. So we will probably have two spots open, maybe. We're not 100% sure. So we will let you know on the 18th. So our show on next week, we will hash everything out. And that will be it. And we'll let you know what we're doing for fantasy this year. So there's the fantasy football update. Um. 
is the holder's fault the reason why our kicker sucks? It could be. It could be. <laughs> Lace is out. Man. I hope so. I hope so. That would be awesome if it just changed the holder. I mean, it laces out, Dan. He, I mean, you never know. Cade York might turn into Einhorn, Detective Einhorn, and you never know. Never know what happens after that. Just goes downhill. All right, Brian, let's get our show. You got your shout-outs this week, brother? First Man, off, I don't. Before we get into shout-outs, how was Medina this week? How did Lily's Lemonade go this week? Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'll make that my shout-out. It was good. I mean, I think we sold over 400 uh, cups of lemonade, so shut the front door. You no, know, it's it's unbelievable. It's it's five hours, six hours of just nonstop shaking, making lemonade, and had to run out a couple times to get ice and lemons and water because we kept running out. And so it is just it's ridiculous. It's I can't believe how much people love lemonade, and we love the support. And um, you know, it's called Lily's Lemonade because of our dog. Mm-hmm. And so every show that we do, it's just kind of a side hustle on the weekend with my wife and I. Um, so every show we do, we um, we donate a portion of the proceeds to a local uh, dog shelter, a non-kill shelter. And so this uh, weekend, the one we are going to donate to was uh, City Dogs. So shout <laughs> them out. Yep, we love City Dogs. Well, um, I'm glad you brought up City Dogs, Brian, because we have a couple other banners to show but i'll let you finish up go ahead no that, no that that was it yeah we had a good weekend so um so yeah we're excited to uh to go up there and place a donation and uh yeah you know certainly you and sherry and the whole show uh has a lot to do with city dogs and we love them so any way we can support them uh we're happy to do so perfect and just on that note, uh, I got a message from Beth. Uh, guess what this month is, Bri? What's that? It is a clean out the shelter month, Bri. $21 adoptions all the way through August, okay? Also, they're having a party on the 19th and 20th. Help us clear out the shelter. There is their address right there. <laughs> Get a hold of them on City Dogs. Help them clear out the shelter, Bri. As we always say, we always try to help out. We do have a new dog of the week this week, big fella. I can't wait to announce him. It is a him. Okay. Okay. And um, other than that, we got our show coming up also, which I think I still have up here. Boom. There it is. It's getting closer and closer, Bri. So, wow. just right now, the names that are going to be showing up at this party is myself and you, obviously. Big Boy Phillips will be there. Sweet. Uh, Roger from Dog Chug will be there. Always Positive Jay will be cool. there. Peter Tellup will be there. Gab Goody will be there. Uh, also, all the City Dogs, Beth and all of them from City Dogs will be there, Bri. We also are trying to get a hold of some uh, former players to join us that day. We have a couple that we're talking to right now that I will tell you later, which I think you'll get excited about. Yeah, that might, that well, no, I can't, I can't pull that hard anymore. Brian. <laughs> that, that was a, one, one, one time was good enough for me. That was a one trick pony. I don't know if I can pull that one off, but we'll see what <laughs> we can get. Also, it's going to be at Melt Bar and Grilled in Independence. Come join us. Um, the only shout out I got this week, Bri, is a little somber one. 
Um, I got to shout out all my family, my extended family. Um, we lost one of our elders this weekend, um, 88 years old, um, loved her to death. It was my aunt Donna. Um, she is my grandfather's, my grandfather's sister, but our family has always been close. And, and what I mean close, like every Christmas Eve, that side of the family and our side of the family always used to come together for one huge party Christmas Eve. And we would party from five o'clock until whenever everybody went home. Didn't matter when it was. So um, just want to send out condolences to that side of the family. Uh, we love you all. Uh, we'll be seeing you here soon for calling hours and everything else. But just want to send a shout out to her, 88 years old. I mean, 88, Bri, you can't beat it. It's a good life. And she ended up with, let's see here. I think she had eight grandchildren and 12 great grandchildren, Bri. So good life. Mm -hmm. Good life. So shout out to sure. them. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you, uh, when you live 88 years, it's a, it's a celebration. It should be, um, yeah, it got me thinking this, uh, this weekend, there was a service for my aunt lost her mom at 92 years old. And it was a service on Saturday, really nice. And it was like a celebration, you know, people were happy. She was certainly very religious, had a great relationship with the Lord. And, um, yeah, when you're, we can all only be so lucky at 88, 92 years old to live uh, yeah. that full of a life. So, yeah, it, it sucks that you lose them, but um, but you're happy for them that uh, that they can move on to the next stage and um, you know, certainly live the fantastic life while they're on this earth. Yeah, and I, I started uh, not to be joking with my dad, but I joke with my dad. I'm like, that makes you the oldest one in the clan now, Dad. He goes, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Just start laughing, but. It happens fast. I know, I know, and it's just like you know, like I was talking to you. We're getting to that point in uh, time in our you know our age, our life that you know for the longest time we didn't have people you know passing away and everything else. Now we're getting to that point in time in our life where funerals start to become more often and more often because of you know just growing old, uh, and that's growing old and growing up. That that's what you deal with. So, um. All right, Brian, let's get into our show. Um, I do have a trivia for you, but I got to find it. And okay. I got to play our trivia sounder. So let me play that and then um, see if I can find this thing. I think I got it, Brian. So our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. I told you we had a new dog tonight, and his name is Ralston. And let me bring up his beautiful mug face. Love these dogs, Brian. They just make me laugh every time I see him. Look at this face right here. I can't say no to that face. It's like a pug mixed with a Roddy. Uh, he's, a happy, he's a happy little man, a friendly bobblehead. Chipper, easy going on walks. He takes plenty of time to stop and smell the roses. <laughs> amuses, 
amusing blunts of silliness and unexpected zoomies. He'll definitely keep you laughing, but overall, he's pretty low-key, vibe, and nice. Um, he is estimated to be around two years old and weigh 58 pounds. So look at that face right there. You can't go wrong with a little guy like that. So please go get a hold of City Dogs Cleveland. We got that rolling down here at the bottom, how to get all of them. And don't forget, $21 adoptions. You can't wow. beat that, Bri. Let's clear out no that way. kennel. Clear out those kennels this week, all right? So this whole month, $21 adoptions. You can't, 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 can't beat it. All right, Bri, I have a fun one for me, somber one for you. Okay. Sounds right. like Michigan, Ohio State. No, nope. It's actually Browns related. Really? And it's I think it's a I'm I'm giving you a little T ball because there was a conversation and you know, you and I both listen to sports. Talk. There was a conversation on 923 this morning, and they were talking, are we too hard on Stefanski? And I, I get I get that. I get that question because you know he's actually done pretty well here. Um, you know, with circumstances that's going on, but you know, we've been kind of hard on coaches. And they gave this rundown of coaches in Philly that got fired after going 13 and three. Um, let's see here. Andy Reed, you know what he did there and got fired. You uh-huh. had uh, Doug Peterson who won a Super Bowl and then proceeded to get fired even before that. Okay. Bry, how many coaches have the Cleveland Browns since 1999 won double digit games? Okay. All right. I think I got it. It's a little it's a little lofter. It's I'm throwing the light one down the middle. I wish uh, I wish there were more, but unfortunately I can count on one hand. <laughs> but just hearing the list from Philly and like and how crazy those fans are, and you know, your coach wins the Super Bowl and goes like ten and six next year, that fire him, can't do it, fire him, get him out of here. Like hold on, what? Uh, right. And it goes to show you just being hard on a coach is not a, a good thing because Doug Peterson and Andy Reid are probably two of the top 10 best coaches in the league and you jettison them out of town. And how would, uh, how would an Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes uh, combo look in Philly right now? So, yeah. yeah, I mean, just, just by getting rid of them and being hard of them doesn't mean that's the right decision. Uh, Chris asked earlier, do we have a date and time set for the, uh, fantasy league, and yes, we did announce it. It will be the 30th, August 30th. What, Brian, what do you want to do? 7 p.m. or 8 p.m.? I think 8. That way, 8 PM. people have time to have dinner and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, because they don't take that long. I mean, I've, what are we talking 14 teams this year? Uh, yes, probably. So, I'd say like an hour and a half. So, okay. you'd be done before 10. All right. So there it is. Fantasy will be starting up. Uh, yeah. We did have Belichick. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Belichick. We didn't fire him. The Ravens fired him. Yeah, they did. Mom's here. What's going on, Mom? Thank you for coming in. Hey. All right, Bright. Let's get to Chris's favorite part of the show. Here we go. It's time for your Cleveland headlines. It's starting off your Cleveland headlines. 
tonight your guardians are taking on the cincinnati reds bry the only reason i bring this up because my brother from another mother is a reds fan and i hope that de la cruz breaks his ankle or something tonight as he's running around the bases i wish ill on other people if my team is not well so just so for that chris uh, also, guards went to Tampa. They should have actually had three games and swept and came back. But bullpen let them down a little bit. Little Class A blow-ups at the end. A um, couple games were all the way down to the ninth inning with comebacks. And then finally, the bats started going nuts. But uh, a couple rookies started getting hot. So we'll see what this team is, Bry. Just a quick blurb. Uh, we'll move on from that because it's the Guardians. We're going to be talking about them here in dance time. Here he is. <laughs> Um, so, um, other than that, Bri, that's all that's really going on with the guardians. Um, Naylor's still out. Pitchers are still out, all that stuff. So how many back are we now? Do you know? I don't know. I stopped counting anymore. I I just, I, if they miraculously start to come back, I mean, there's less than 60 games now, Bri. So they got to either make it, I think there's less than 50 now or something like that. So they're going to make a move, trying to make a move. So. Also, uh, we did get some sad news from the Browns front. Jacob Phillips is out with a season-ending injury again. Uh, I feel bad for that man. Uh, Every year that he has played for the Cleveland Browns, he has been started out good and then completely injured on that front. Um, Other than that, we did have the – go ahead, Bry. You want to say something? No, no, no. I got nothing. Go ahead. We are going to talk about the Browns versus the Commies. And am I allowed to say Commies on our show, Bry? Hey, on our show, absolutely. Yeah. I've heard people say it. I mean. I don't want it. It's just it, they're new. It's all right. So the Browns played the Washington Manders last week, last Friday night, Bry. And we got to see our stars come out and go. Uh, Sean Watson came out. <laughs> and look, I was kind of happy with what I saw. I didn't see a lot of happy feet. Um, he actually looked kind of set in the pocket through a couple of passes. He only threw three passes. Uh, the one thing I did not like, Brian, I know it would be a touchdown if Nick Chubb played in that game, but Nick Chubb did not play. Uh, that goal line stand where Dramatic Felton started dancing around like he's a dancing bear and got tackled behind. Um, I kind of went on Twitter and I said, why don't you lower your shoulder, run it right up your guard's ass, and fall into the end zone instead of dancing around. And I forgot it wasn't Nick Chubb. So pretty sure right. Nick Chubb would have done that. Um, what was the other one that I saw? Oh, uh, DTR showed out and showed great again. Um, i tell you what, that kid is looking something fierce. And, Bry, do I dare say we might have a new right tackle at some point in time this season? The big old fella from Ohio State is looking very, very good right now. He played the entire game at the Hall of Fame game, played the second half. I think he played more than the second half for the rest of that game. Bry, he is a massive man, and he is moving good, and a lot of people are starting to catch his attention. So first off, let's go with your first drive. What did you think of uh, Sean Watson? And what the Browns did the first drive with the starters? I think uh, I think whatever you thought of Deshaun Watson going into this game, I think that's kind of where you sit right now. I don't think what they did in the first drive should necessarily change your mind. Um, if you thought they might struggle 
I don't think you're saying, oh, wow, he went three for three for 12 yards, and maybe I was wrong about him. But, yeah, he didn't He didn't fail the test. Whatever the test was, he didn't fail it. Um, he didn't look great, but he didn't look bad. He just looked, you know, average, I would say. Um, it was nice to see him complete some passes, make some plays, getting out of the pocket. The, the thing that was – Maybe most encouraging was just the fact that they moved the ball down to the goal line. And, yeah, I think in a real game, a real uh, situation where they're trying to score a touchdown, by all means, I think they eventually find a way to punch it in. But at that point, you know, Stefanski saw Deshaun Watson take him down the field and, you know, get inside the five-yard line. And whether they score a touchdown or not is kind of irrelevant at that point. Um you know, these coaches, they're just – they're so vanilla. They don't want to show anything. So, I'm sure if he really wanted to score, he could have drawn something up and at least given us a throw or two to the end zone to try to score something. But, you know, it's the preseason. Like I said, many, many times in the past, I get so excited for these games and then I end up watching them and it's like, I don't know how much I can really take from these games um, just because – you know, guys are not giving 110%, you know, um, and the coaches certainly are not calling games like they would in the regular season. So whatever you felt going into this game, I think this game doesn't really change much about our starting units. Um, but it was good to see that we, we didn't suck. We weren't terrible and uh, looked halfway decent against uh, probably a below average team. So. Yeah, I mean, as a Browns fan, if you want to get excited about it, I'm not going to hate on you. All right. What did you think about DTR? Encouraged, yeah. Um, for a rookie um, who's only played in live action one other time, uh, to look good in two straight preseason games against, you know, second, third teamers, whatever. But um, but he's done everything you could ask him as a uh, – as a rookie quarterback who was drafted in the late rounds and hopefully he gets his opportunity at some point. Well, I, I shouldn't say hopefully, because that if, if I say hopefully that means I'm hoping that Deshaun Watson gets hurt, um, you know, but hopefully he continues to progress throughout this preseason and get more comfortable in NFL action. And uh, if, you know, break glass in case of emergency, we have to play him. Um, he's not a deer in headlights out there. Yeah. And then your thoughts about Dwan Jones and how good he's done in camp so far. Uh, a pleasant surprise. Um, and again, it's preseason, so I try not to get too excited about it. But I mean, best case scenario, even if it takes Dwan Jones a year to uh, to settle in to being an, a starting offensive tackle, I don't think he's going to get that opportunity this year unless there's injury. Um, so, again, we don't hope to see him, but it's nice to see that, you know, because we were worried about him in uh, in rookie camp that, you know, maybe he's just not serious about NFL. Maybe he just likes to eat too much and, and doesn't like to work enough. So, yeah, everything you've seen from him has been encouraging. And, you know, best case scenario, if if we he could ever become a starting offensive lineman for us, maybe as early as next year, if if they decide that he has progressed enough and, you know, we don't want to pay um, 
Jed Wills, I think that's that's unbelievable. That's a steal if he can become even an average offensive tackle um, to get that in the fourth round. And, you know, with your salary cap issues, uh, you don't have to pay him starting left tackle money for another four or five years, uh, three or four years, uh, I guess. But, um, yeah, if he could turn into anything, that's that's awesome. That's just something that every Browns fan should be rooting for. Is there a, another one that stood out to you during the Commanders game that you'd like to talk about? Um, I was going to get to him a little bit later, but I think I'm falling in love with a new Browns player, uh, Zadarius Smith, man. Uh, he's just from, – from his interview to shouting out Joe Thomas, I mean, these guys only get a couple minutes or 30 seconds for – an interview and he's shouting out Joe Thomas and he's making plays on the field and just seems like a very likable dude. And he's got the play to back it up. So I'm trying to, again, preseason contain my excitement, but uh, I think he's, he's a difference maker and to have two difference makers at your two end spots. Um, yeah, that's how you, that's how you beat the elite quarterbacks. You don't give them a ton of time to throw. You make them uncomfortable in the pockets. So uh so time will tell, but um but I like what I saw. All right, next on the list, Brian. And I hate to do this, but we gotta talk about it. Our kicker, Brian. Our kicker, our kicker, our kicker. Uh missed another field goal during the commanders. Uh, I guess supposedly he's nailing everything at practice, but when it comes to games, he's not nailing and I'm quite concerned now, um, especially after the end of last season, plus well, the beginning of this preseason with missing some uh, kicks and missing some extra points. Um, how concerned are you for Cade York? I don't know if it's my headphones or if it's your uh, your mic, but you're very fuzzy there. So. No, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm just letting you know. Maybe if it's me, then uh, then everybody else will tell me I'm an idiot, but um. Um, as far as Cade York, I mean, you can't like what you see. (laughs) I certainly, I understand that, um, that people are concerned and you should be because at this point he's his biggest, uh, enemy is himself. And that's why people that are clamming for, um, for them to bring in competition for him. I don't really think that's really going to make much of a difference. Because whether he's competing against another kicker or not, he's his still his biggest enemy is himself, and, and he's got to get out of his own head. He's got to see a sports psychiatrist or psychologist, and um, and just figure out how to deal with the pressure. Because certainly he has the talent. That's why he was drafted where he was drafted. That's why he makes every kick in the practice. But uh. What's, what separates the average kickers from the great kickers is doing it in prime time and doing it when the lights are on. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think you got to give him a chance and he's going to be your kicker to start the season. But if he blows a game, if he blows two games, then you're looking to make a move and kickers one position in the entire NFL where you could pick a guy up on Saturday and he could play for you on Sunday. A kicker is a kicker is a kicker. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have to learn schemes. He doesn't have to learn formations or anything like that. You know, you just 
plug and play. So that's why, you know, I don't need to see another kicker. It, it just give me, give me a guy who can make kicks consistently from 50 and under. And there's a bunch of guys like that out there. There's a bunch of veterans. That's why, if you remember a couple of years ago, Cody Parkey, I was, I was a Cody Parkey fan because, you know, people weren't um, super excited to have him, but he was solid. And if you get rid of Cade York, that's what you're looking at. You said, you mentioned thicker, the kicker before Kate, um, Cody Parkey, whoever else is out there, Mason Crosby, you know, guys like that where they're veterans, they've been in that situation, but, um, but, and, and, you know, you can count on them. Whereas at this point, Cade York, you can't count on him. Um, but I will say, if you're a Browns fan, I was disappointed maybe a little bit in Browns fans, and I understand their frustration. But um, if you're a Browns fan, the worst thing you can do at this point is boo your kicker because he's already in his own head. And he knows if he misses a kick, he's going to have to hear about it from 70,000 people. So if you really want your kicker to do well, you know, support him as best you can until he's no longer your kicker. Um but there are some people out there that just want him gone and they're, they want their pound of flesh. And so what they want to do is they want to boo him. They want him to just do terrible and not hit anything. And then we can get rid of him as soon as possible. But if you're a true Browns fan, I would think you want this very talented kicker to do as well as possible because he does. I know nobody wants to hear it now, but he does have the potential if he can get out of his own head to be a top five kicker in the league. Um, and he just has to get more comfortable in that situation. And right now he's just not comfortable in it. And I wish like the NFL had like a farm system like baseball does to where we could send him down for maybe a year, let him get comfortable and then try it again next year or something. But unfortunately you, you pick one guy and you go with him. And so, I mean, Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to them carrying two kickers this year. If they truly believe that Cade York's ceiling is to be a top two or three kicker in the league, carry two kickers this year. He's not ready. Let a veteran kick it until he gets more and more comfortable in these situations. But we've seen other guys drafted high in, in, uh, in drafts, second, third rounds, just completely flame out because they can't handle the pressure. So maybe that's him. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in that room. Yeah. Um, nobody liked my idea because I know the preseason really doesn't mean anything. And I kind of told them to just send him out onto the field, no matter what down or distance, as soon as you get field goal range, go out, kick it. I don't care if it's first and 10, go kick field yeah. goal. Just keep yeah. sending them out just to get them comfortable. And, right. and I would do it every possession. And I don't care if we win 15 to nothing. Every possession, go on, go kick. But coach, second and seven, don't care, go kick, go on. And just keep sending yeah. them out there. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, it's because what's more, what's going to be more important, having Kellen throw seven times uh, when you're at the thirty or the forty, or having Cade York just go out there and kick it. What's going to mean more? to your season what's going to yeah. impact your success more and so yeah, yeah. right now it's get Cade York as comfortable as possible and you know I don't know hopefully he doesn't feel the pressure that kickers sometimes do when you're at home in front of your own crowd because you know people are going to boo you if you miss it 
So maybe he can relax a little bit on the road these next couple games, but eventually he's going to have to take him Brown Stadium and you know, he's going to feel that pressure all over again. Yep, yep. All right, Brian, we also got to get into you wanted me to send out a poll of who should be our backup quarterback, Bry. Should it be Kellen Mond? Should it be uh, Dobbs? Or should it be DTR or a free agent? And what are you doing? It, it's definitely my... Uh, headphones? Yeah, my headphones are... I'm sorry, bro. You sound all funny. Um, so right now I put out the poll on Twitter and Facebook. And astounding 72% said DTR. Um, there's another one that says DTR. Yep. So how do you feel about uh, DTR maybe being our backup here coming up? Uh, I think it's a little premature. Um, you know, but it's the knee-jerk reaction. It's overreaction Monday, as they say. You know, he's uh, he's looked good. He scored couple touchdowns uh the last few games and josh dobbs has not done much so i understand why people are saying that but trying to keep a level head here um one guy has a bunch more nfl experience than the other guy and so i would give dobbs the uh the nod right now but know that he's on a short leash if uh if he goes out there and doesn't perform for a game or two and you lose and um, you know, you have to have a, a quick trigger um, because you can't be messing around with games this year. If he's not getting it done, get him out there and try the young kid. Yep. And I, I just like what I'm seeing from him so far. The kid's just playing loose and he's just letting it play. He's just having fun and just playing. It's actually been really nice to watch. Um, up next right now, the Browns are practicing in Philadelphia. There's been little skirmishes, little skirmishes. Um, and they announced that DTR will be taking the snaps first. And then Kellen Mond for that game, all starters will be sitting out again uh, because they got all their practice in that week. So, Bride, do you what do you take away from these joint practices when we get people together like that? I, I I don't understand why Kelamond honestly would be taking um, any reps away from Dobbs and DTR because in my eyes he's just a camp arm and he was there he was brought in to be a camp arm and if DTR really struggled then um then maybe you think about him as your third string guy but. You have Dobbs, who you're pretty content with being your backup, and you have a, your guy who you drafted, and you're only keeping three quarterbacks. So, other than that, what anything that Mond takes away from those two guys is just kind of a waste to me. So, yeah, I think uh, I'd be excited. I think Dobbs. I don't even know if did they say Dobbs is playing or not. Uh, no, Dobbs is not playing. They said. Yeah, I don't understand that. That's. That makes no sense to me. Um, he's he struggled in his first game against a uh, decent defense, um, and you know you'd be going against some pretty solid veteran guys, even if it's on the second unit for the Eagles. Um, yeah, I think he could learn a lot from that and get a lot of confidence going because so much of football is 
confidence in yourself, confidence in your team, and uh, and your knowledge of the offense. So, again, I think that's a mistake to not even play. It's the third preseason game. Not even to play your backups because you're worried they might get hurt. Give me a break. Yep. Well, I don't know. I don't know why they're not playing Dobbs. I think he needs some time, too. But um, also, the wide receivers did very well. Um, we did have some minor injuries. Uh, Miles Garrett went out with a foot injury, but he was laughing it up on the sidelines, so it wasn't anything serious. Uh, Denzel Ward went out with a little bit of a heat and tummy issue uh, going on there. And then the big one is Chad Conklin went out with what they're saying might be a concussion, but not 100% sure. So uh, Dobbs did get some work in this week with practice. Uh, I wouldn't say a lot because most of that was taken by Deshaun Watson, the way they were going. So, um, also, the one thing you do like to hear, uh, Travis Kelsey came out, or not Travis, uh, the other brother. Jason. Jason Jason Kelsey came out and said that our defensive line is pretty damn scary. He says probably one of the best that he's seen since he's been playing center. So, that's always a good kudos right there to have that, Bri. So... Um, on that note, Bry, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the Philly game or do you want to move into Fat Boy Tuesday? Uh, we can move into Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, let's do it. Let's move into Fat Boy Tuesday. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. All right, Bry. So, Fat Boy Tuesday, we brought up the fried taters, and you could only pick two out of this list, Bry. And I was kind of shocked by it because, you know, it's hard to pick two out of this list. All right. So you did a rank them. I'm going to let you go first and start out with the okay. two that you're going to pick. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm still not even convinced totally that it, about these two, but I'll give you the top two on my list and then I'll explain. Well, I'm not totally convinced. So my list goes number one, curly fries. All right. know, certainly you can have bad curly fries, but when I think of curly fries, I think of Arby's. So one is curly, two waffle. Specifically, the ones in the picture look fantastic. Yeah, they little, do. Little seasoning on them makes them even better. Uh, two's waffle, three are tots. Pretty Ooh, standard. All right. Uh, four steak fries. Five, I got the shoestrings, and I mean, other than McDonald's, I can't really think of great shoestring fries. Um, McDonald's certainly, you know, the tide raises all ships, so that's why they're up at five. Six, I got sweet potato fries, and seven, crinkle, and eight, I got the wedges. Now, my top two, if you go off my list, would be the curly and the waffle. I'm thinking maybe they might be a little too similar, so that's why I would consider putting the tots in there uh, to replace one of those. But we're just going based on my list. I got curly waffle number one and two. All right. Well, for me, Brian, mine goes like this. I got to go curly first, right out of the gate curly. Nice. All right. Number two, I got to go crinkle, but they got to be cooked right, Brian. And I mean, like, not soggy. They actually got to be kind of fresh. Uh, number three for me is waffle fries. Number four, tots. Number five, steak fries. Number six, wedges. 
Number seven, shoestring. And number eight, sweet potato fries. So that's my list. Now, the tots kind of moved back and forth. And my mom, Brian, I'll bring this back down. Uh, let me bring this out here a little bit. My mom brought up a great point that some of these kind of depends on the situation of the dinner that you're having. Sure. Some of them. But I do curly fries. Yeah, KFC wedges are the bomb. Um, when dipped good. in mashed potatoes. The other one, uh, the wedges from Wendy's, their morning breakfast wedges that they have are mm-hmm. freaking fantastic now when you say shoestring fries brian now when i think of shoestring fries i think of like the steak and shake fries like the really really tiny ones really if that's the case i'd put those last because that's that's the only reason why because when i think of shoestring i think of those because anything thicker than that is an actual like a legit fry it just depends on how you season them so where right? would you put mcdonald's fries what category yeah. McDonald's fries would be up there with not the crinkle cut, but I don't know. I don't know. Well, they would have to go. Well, they would have to go into shoestring one because they're not crinkle cuts. But I just, it's hard to put them in that because when I think of that, Brian, I think of like really, really tiny fries. And like the ones you get steak and shake that you're like, you're picking up like 17 of them, like a claw. You know, you're like, Like they're like one step above uh, potato sticks. Now the one thing I do, uh, somebody brought up on here, Bry, with the uh, sweet potato fries. He talked about doing that cinnamon maple butter on them, and mm-hmm. a little bit of brown sugar and stuff, and eating them that way. But see, like when I get sweet potato fries, Bry, I, I gotta have it with cert- a certain thing. Like I can't have it with a burger because it just. For me, when you're thinking like burger, you're thinking like french fries, you're thinking tots, you're thinking wedges. I don't think sweet potato fries because I don't think the sweet with that salty burger. Sure. I understand that. For me, sweet potato fries, I have them low um, because for some reason, and this happens with a couple different foods, peppers, my wife says, I always say peppers. I just have like a a negative connotation towards a certain food, but then I eat it and I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where sweet potato fries are. Whenever I have them, <laughs> like, these are good. I should have them more often. But whenever I think about them, I'm like, I'll pass. I'll get tots or something like that. Yeah, I just, and the one thing I really like about, like, and I know everybody, you don't reheat these that often. And I'm a monster and I'll eat them cold every now and then. Okay. Uh, but like with the waffle fries, I'm telling you what, those things are paying the ass to eat the next day. Uh, that you gotta eat those fresh, and that's all. I hear. But with tots, tots are almost amazing the next day, especially even if they're cold. Like I, I don't even care. Pop mm. like Skittles, but also the the more things that you could do with tots wise when you're cooking, you know, you can do a breakfast, you know, casserole with tots. You could do. You know, there's a lot of things you can do with tots, and that's why I had tots really high on my list. Um, sure. Sweet potato fries dipped in barbecue sauce. I have a message. Justin sent me. Yep, he sent me a message. Um, <laughs> I do have to say the new uh, KFC fries are very good. Yeah. Um, Brian, sure. Brian, what is your? Um, uh, they use a shoestring fry. McDonald's shoestring fries. I guess they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, like, I I just like what um, my favorite fast food fries probably got to be Wendy's. 
with their mm. national cut fries because they're really good. But man, you cannot go wrong with either Rally's season fries or Arby's curly fries. Oh, for sure. Uh, and especially if the Rally's fries are actually good, like if they're fresh, they're always good. I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't think I've ever had a bad. I mean, like you were saying, they're not great reheated. Because yeah. you all you get some of the really small ones, mm-hmm. like at the bottom, and if you reheat those, they just turn into like you're eating a pencil. Um, so I wouldn't recommend that. But looking at our list, we're kind of you know in the same ballpark, except for uh, one, except for crinkled fries. You got them high. I don't have them so high. I just think if you get crinkle fries. So the reason why I got crinkle fries high, Bry, is where we grew up with a little dairy stand that was there. You know, that's all we kind of got was crinkle fries. But they always would put in that little salt packet. So they would salt them, but they put in that little baby salt packet in there if you want more salt on them. Flick that thing, pour it on there. But if they're cooked right, that's like my biggest thing because I want the crispy, really crispy outside. Because most places don't keep them in long enough like they're they're cooked when you get them don't get me wrong but they're like mushy like certain mm-hmm. ones oh yeah for sure. and I, I like the ones where you like grab it and you actually get a good bite out of it but i that's how i grew up i mean oh yeah but that's what I, I think of when uh when i think of crinkle fries is um yeah they can be kind of mushy um at times if they're done right so there's two crinkle fries that are head and shoulders above every other crinkle fry, and that's Arby's and that's Steak and Shake. Or not Steak and Shake, Shake Shack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had those. Those two far superior than any other crinkle fry. But to me, crinkle fries are just kind of if you want to punt on a fry, like if, like Raisin Cane's. They don't want to come up with their own fry. Let's. The generic fry is a crinkle fry. Let's just throw it at people. And, you know, they're not going to be unhappy with it, but it's not going to you know, blow your socks off. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with crinkle fries. If you can do it and do it well, nah, there have been times I've gotten Arby's crinkle fries over their curly fries. So, um, but it seems like it's very difficult to do for, for fast food restaurants. Yep, yep. All right, Bri. Well, that is our Fat Boy Tuesday. Uh, let's do our trivia before we hop into top three. And our trivia mm-hmm. was brought to you by City Dogs of Cleveland. And this rousing young male, two pound, 58 pound Ralston. And people, please do not forget it is $21 option all the way through August. So please go adopt a dog from City Dogs Cleveland, Bri. Now, the question that I brought to you, Bri, was how many coaches had winning seasons since 1999 here in Cleveland? Okay, so for some reason I was thinking um, I was thinking double-digit win seasons, but winning seasons, it might be the oh, same Oh, no, no, answer. no, double-digit. Double That's what I Is meant. it double-digit? Okay. Double-digit, I'm sorry. I think, it, I think it might be the same answer. I don't know if any coach ever I think finished it is. nine and seven. Um, so I got Butch Davis, mm-hmm. I got Romeo, and I got Kevin Stefanski, and I think that's the only three. That's should be Mike. Should have been Mike Patton. Um, yeah. but somebody said you got to play Johnny Manziel, and probably the worst decision <laughs> that the Browns organization ever made, especially after hearing about. I didn't watch it. 
but after Brian, hearing about gotta, that documentary, you have to watch it. I don't think I do. I think I got everything that I I'm gonna get by watching it just from hearing other people talk about it. So, I mean, gonna, Bri, nothing's I, too surprising. The only thing that that, that sucked about it, Bry, and I, don't get me wrong, it was it was Johnny telling his story. It wasn't Browns telling their story. It wasn't anybody. It was Johnny telling his story. And the one thing that I kind of just I I wish there was more of was a little bit more in depth with the Browns of like what went on um, because it was not good, whatever it was. It was definitely not good. But just like the things, the little blurps that came out, like the stuff that he did, and it was just like, man, kid, it was almost I know he's not Josh Gordon, but it was almost like Josh Gordon S. Like he just sabotaged himself. And just like with the talent, with everything else, like like they said, they asked other people, you know, would Johnny actually make it? Because if you if you put Johnny football where he was at then, Bry, and this is before our Jalen Hurts, our Patrick Mahomes, all these mobile quarterbacks now, the arm talent was there. You could tell he had definitely swagger, but he was he wasn't he was short, but he wasn't frail. Like you know what I mean? Like he was like two, was he two twenty, something like that? No, like he, I don't. I don't think he was well, two twenty. I mean Baker's hey, like two twenty. Towards the end, he got a lot skinnier with all <laughs> drug use. But I, I, it was a really good, Brian. I, I mean, I do recommend you watching it just to kind of mm-hmm. pick up like some of the stuff that, like just the backstory of the shit that he pulled that just blew your mind. And the great thing is, is Cliff Kingsbury through that entire freaking thing was amazing just like yeah we knew he did it we didn't care as long as he played like awesome I'm glad that happened I, I think it's just gonna make me sick like uh you say well maybe potentially he could he was missing the his size and his frame were not the the biggest things working against him the two right. biggest things that make you a uh star quarterback in this league are determination hard work well, three things. Determination, hard work, and focus. And he was 0 for 3 there. <laughs> he wanted to do everything other than work hard. And what, hearing about this, I just, I just, I can't believe what his teammates were thinking. Like his, like a Joe Thomas. Hey, I'm really good. I'm a Pro Bowl player. I'm an all-pro guy. You're asking me now to waste two or three of my prime years for this guy? We are not going anywhere, and I'm going to waste the best years I have in this league in my football career just to do nothing for this guy. And so, I mean, it makes him even more of a saint for wanting to stay in Cleveland after going through that. Well, the, the one that I took away from it that really – and there's no more spoiler. It's already out. Uh, the one that really cracked me up was the one where the Browns flew in for a private workout with Johnny Manziel. Right. And this should have been the red flag to begin all red flags. So at the time you had, who was the GM? Was it Ray Farmer? I can't Farmer? remember if it was Sashi or Ray. I think it was Ray Farmer. I think it was Ray uh, Farmer. He was the one that texted down to mm-hmm. the sidelines. So it was Ray Farmer, Mangenius. Or was it Mangenius? No. Uh, Patton. Patton. And then who has him was the owner by then, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Remember the bum telling... So, so they go meet up with this guy 
at dinner, all right, Saturday night, they all go out to dinner, his agent, everybody, all the Browns people, they're sitting there having a good dinner. Dinner went absolutely amazing. They, they He hit it out of the park with the dinner because it just, everything, every answer was correct, everything. After the dinner was over, the Browns left. Johnny went drinking with all of his buddies, okay? Sure. Shows up the next day for his private workout with the Browns with two of his wide receivers missing because they were hung over and another one puking on the sideline. This guy got his accountant and his agent to run routes for him so he could show the arm talent to the Cleveland Browns. That right there should have been the biggest red flag. When you have your agent running routes for you, you should be deemed untouchable. But nope, not the Cleveland Browns. We'll trade up to get him. <laughs> when uh, when you have fans saying that they can do a better job than the GMs, that's exactly why right there. Because any fan... Now, there were fans that were fanboys, and they were doing the money signs, and the, the, they loved the swagger and this and that. But any Brian, person who had half a it. brain could see... And, and we were on the outside. We were... It, just imagine if you were on the inside and you were seeing this and you were considering yourself a professional making a multi-million dollar move um, or investment in this guy and saying, yeah, I know we had this study that we put a lot of time and money into and it said to take that guy, Teddy Bridgewater, over there. But, you know, forget all that. We want the glitz. We want the glamour. We want all the craziness. And whatever um, repercussions come from drafting this guy, we're okay with. And just how do how do they move up that high to be a general manager making decisions like that is just beyond me. Like I don't know, makes me sick. <laughs> that draft, I think, wasn't Justin Gilbert drafted first? Yeah, Justin Gilbert was the other draft pick. That, that will go down. I, I think that'll go down as the worst draft. Not even in Browns history, but in NFL history, possibly because those two guys couldn't have been further from NFL players. <laughs> oh God, look how far we've come, though. I, like, yeah, I, like, and that's why <laughs> that's why we can get excited about a team like this one. Um, you know, looking back at that, for the people that can't get on board with this team, I don't know what you're waiting for because I'm not saying this is go this team's going to the Super Bowl, but this is the best team we've had and. 25, 30 years, maybe. Yep. All right, Brian, let's get in our top three and close this show out. You ready? Yeah. Drop something. Our top three is not brought to you by anybody except for us. And this week's top three, Bri, is we are going to talk about uh, definitely worst draft of all time, Chris said. Uh, we're going to talk about happy songs because it is happy-go-lucky time, Bri, and I cannot wait. So let's get our happy songs going. And you want me to start or you want to go first? Yeah, you go ahead. Still all right. Down. Number three for me to go with happy songs is the happiest of all happy songs because it is happy by... Pharrell Williams. I cannot help it. Every time that song comes on or I watch Trolls or something of that nature, Bri, 
every time I hear Justin Timberlake and all of them singing and just, just cause I'm happy. Love that song. And then the other one was the Justin Timberlake song with uh, Trolls. Um, God, now I can't even think of the name of it offhand. But my number one that really gets me excited, Bri, Regulators. Warren G and Nate Dogg. Mm -hmm. Every time that song comes on, Bri, I roll down the windows. I start me mugging people out the window, and I just start rapping like you wouldn't believe. That is one of my (laughs) happiest songs when that thing comes on. Because especially right at the beginning, regulators, mount up. And as soon as I hear that, I'm like, here we go. Roll down the windows. So, Brian, what are your <laughs> top three? Oh, man. Now I'm coming up with another different list. I, this is now my third list here. Um, golly. Um, okay, well, I'll scratch that one because nobody probably knows. Do you know the Golf Boys song? From, no. Have you ever YouTubed that? With oh, the one dollars? with the... With Ricky Fowler and uh, Bubba Watson, yeah. Yeah. For some reason, that gets stuck in my head when I need to pick me up. But that's okay. Um, I'll say number three. I'm gonna go Jesse's girl. For some reason, um, what came to mind was all like '80s songs. Um, Really? For whatever reason, you know, country songs. You know, I'm a giant country fan, but uh, you know, my mind and immediately went to when you said happy songs or i think you said feel good songs yeah you know just stuff like that that picks you up um so jesse's girl i'll go with three um number two i'm gonna say have you ever heard of your love by the outfield i think i don't wanna use your love yes yes like the the first minute of that song or something kind of always gets me going so i'll put that at two and then Number one, it just came to me, and I, I feel like I have to put it at number one now, especially with the season right around the corner. Here we go again. Always oh, gets me in a good yes. mood. Always. Yes. I love it. All right. So, Justin had We're Al, uh, Dare to be Stupid, Johnny Cash Boy Named Sue, and Bloodhound Gang Bad Touch. <laughs> God bless. Uh, hold on. There's more. Maybe. All right. Well, I guess not. All right, Bri. Well, that is our show for tonight. Uh, Make sure you tune in next Tuesday as we get in our Fantasy Football League. Uh, Also, do not forget $21 adoptions. Come on, let's empty out that kennel. Come on. Also, 29th, catch us live at Geno's Bar and Grill. And do not forget October 22nd. Join us as we support Cleveland, our City Dogs of Cleveland. October 22nd at Melt Bar and Grilled Independence as we are doing a pregame show and watch party there at Melt for City Dogs of Cleveland. It is also a dine to donate. So please, please, please join us. Let's have a good time. Brian, on that note, much God bless everybody. Yep. God bless you. God bless America. All right. I want to thank our troops and first responders for everything you guys do. Brian, thank you, brother. And on that note, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded, and we're out. Say it.